This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. So good to be back here with you, Jordana. It's great to be back with you. We have a special guest at the end of this episode who happens to be my sister. Very exciting. Very cool to see the dynamic between you two. She's great. Yeah. She's like uh like Way better mom than my mom is. <laughs> like, not to get too into it, but is this she's, is a talk shit episode. Uh, We're is, just this, gonna throw mom under the bus. This is a talk shit episode. But my sister's ten years older than me. Um, she's she's a li- ten years older. Than she's you? ten years older than me. She's a licensed therapist. Um, so we've had like similar experiences, but we're not like so close that we've ever really like sure like had to like you know what I mean like share anything really or like 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 you know <laughs> the in the best car. type of relationship yeah like we haven't really we lived together but not in no like competition. not in years where they were like annoying she's just like a great like maternal figure she's mm-hmm. uh, she's a great therapist and yeah um, uh, it was nice to have and I said this while during our interview nice to have like the backboard like nice mm-hmm. to have someone there like. You know, I kind of, when you have a professional, she's a professional, she's a doctor. So it's like, we're saying things, you know, willy nilly. And and then I keep like looking over at her and I'm like, hey, she hasn't said stop yet. Right. You know, like that's very, she's the least judgmental person I've ever met. She's very, very down to earth. And um, it's like, again, because she's like 10 years older than me, she kind of like has done everything that I've done 10 years ago. Sure. So she's had like that space to just, and like, I mean, obviously she doesn't, not my therapist. But she can relate to like everything I have going on because she did it a long enough time ago that she sees how it turns out. And you're going to hear that at the end (laughs) of the show. It's really great to have her on. And uh, we go over a lot of great stuff, especially with a professional. This is, uh, you know, neither of us are are experts or pros or doctors or anything. Exactly. We're just two people shooting the shit about dating, talking about the new dating culture that exists amongst all of us, the cross of dating and relationships and technology. Uh, we were just having a conversation. You got in a fight last night? We did. I wouldn't call it like a fight because it really like... my my a squabble? My boyfriend, to his detriment, um, is not a fighter, which okay. annoys me. <laughs> like he's yeah. very... He's able to drop things very easily. Sure. Which I What's find more sometimes annoying. annoying. Yeah. Um, but I was, I went, okay. He gets mad very, very rarely. So when he does get mad, I get almost get a little scared, especially cause I get, I'm like a little that anxious type. Sure. So it annoys me that he is always on his phone. Um, when he's not like when we're, when we're together around the couch or watching a movie, he's on his phone and it like irritates me. And I try to like, I'm on my phone a lot too, but I like try to like mm-hmm. have more, like when we're having conversations, I try to make sure I'm like off of it. Okay. So I just kept being like, get off your phone. Like, what are you doing on your phone? What are you doing? Like, why are you on your phone? And he was like, can you stop? It's like very, it's like very annoying. Sure. And I was like, whoa, like someone's put their foot down. Yeah. And like. The law has been laid down. Right. And then I get, because he gets mad so um, rarely, I'm like, oh shit, what's going to happen now? He's mad at me. What do I do? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is the one. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, this is the one. It wasn't the one, but um, I think it's annoying to be watching a movie with someone. 
and they're on their phone because then it's like, I'm not watching a movie with you. I'm watching a movie next to you alone. See, I'm getting in these same, everyone <laughs> has the same arguments. Well, I mean, it's, I guess it's the same thing. And he's like, well, like I, he work. He, he's in a very busy month at, at work. So okay. he's working constantly. So he's like, I don't really get to be on my phone as much as you. And like, I don't understand the why comparing my, he's is like, tough. I don't understand why I pull up my phone. He calls me the phone, the phone police. Like yeah. why, why am I, why my phone usage has to be policed by you. And I always think in those moments, he's like, I bet he wishes he lived alone again. <laughs> just be, have a night to himself, just yeah, texting just, or doing whatever he wants or reading stupid shit that he reads. Um, and I'm like, I just, if I'm, if I'm, if we're in front of each, I don't want to, for me, it's more about like, I don't want us to have a relationship where we're not really like, in the moment with each other and paying attention to what the other person is saying and having real conversations. I couldn't agree with him more. <laughs> I, I have You're to so, say, it was so funny. Um, the fact just as a side, not to interrupt you, but, um, we were talking to his other friend this weekend and I was, he was talking about, I was talking about, have you ever talked about your fights on the thing? And, and he's like, yeah, but like Jared, like, I'm like, yeah, but like, I feel like I don't paint him in that bad of a light. And like Jared usually takes his side and Mike's like, yeah, of course he takes my side. I've always the logical, correct side and i'm like whatever yeah well i have this fight too and right. listen i'm i'm with you on the idea of like if i'm sitting having a conversation with you right we're sitting here doing the podcast if you pulled out your phone during the podcast i would go well, are you hearing this right do you want to be here do you want to be here what's right. going on but we're talking to each other we're mm -hmm. having a you know a podcast is a different scenario this is a <laughs> this is a um a weaponized conversation like we've like we've planned this we put the hour together room. we're in a we recording yeah on. we got the whole thing going on like we have uh, we'd love to have every conversation i have with him just him hooked up to, <laughs> to the recording device and have to answer to what he said right of course but like so if i'm at like a meal or like there's appropriate inappropriate times the movie thing you guys just have to you found a bad movie He's not into the movie as much as you are. Let him do his thing. Well, then what I want him to say is like, I'm not really that into this movie. Let's let's put on a different movie. I have this thing where Jess and I will go, let's watch a movie, and then I fall asleep, and then I get in trouble for falling asleep. Yeah, that's Th also annoying. That's not annoying. I or, can't, or, you, or you could say, I'm getting really tired. Can we finish this tomorrow? Well, then it, <laughs> finish this tomorrow. Then she's like, well, I'm like, to me, I'm doing her a favor. You get to watch <laughs> the movie and I get to fucking nod off. That's the other off. annoying thing. I don't want to feel like you're hanging out with me is you doing me a favor. I'm there for the hangout. You're that's a fun, the, like to me, she's a fun pillow. There's the TV. <laughs> <laughs> well that's what the texting thing is all about it's like are you here because you want to be here or are you here because like you're doing me a favor well also i you, you're i that's how i hang out like to me mike and and myself and like i'm like yeah when i sit i look at the phone and you're here while i do that but isn't that sad i it's a sad a yeah bit. of course but like Aren't we, isn't, I mean, if you boil down life, isn't right. it sad? But if that's Yeah, now, we just are going from meal to meal until we get to death. Just like, just looking up things on Instagram. It's just kind of like, I don't want to, and I, I guess this isn't really a, an issue that our parents had to deal with because they didn't really have phones when they sure. were our age in these areas of our relationship. But I'm always, I'm always, he's always also annoyed that I plan excessively. But he's always, he's like, for me, I'm kind of like, okay, if we're like this now, what in 30 years are we going to barely look up at each yeah, other? Well, like I want to make sure that there's like a sense of like, there is a time where we are like actually really engaged in our conversations and not like distracted by the, 
like a phone, which is yeah. a, which is a real thing. It's not something that that humanity has always had. It's very difficult because so when I do the Bachelor recaps, mm-hmm. when I do the live scream, I sit on the couch and like listen. I don't take a lot of nights off from from stand up, so. Right, and she I've probably t- thinks it's a night off. It's not a night off. It's not a night off. So what happens is Monday nights I take off from stand-up to do The Bachelor, and I'm on my couch, and then I say, like, of course I know this isn't a fun hangout for her generally. Right. But I'm like, hey, I'm at home. I would love for you to be there. And I, I enjoy her being there for it. I do genuinely like her chiming in and making her laugh. Right. Because, you know, that's... To me, that's why I do it is I think it's funny. So to me, it's to me, it's a hangout. Okay. And I do understand where she we've gotten done with the I've gotten done with The Bachelor and I she and then I'm like doing all the stuff afterwards to make sure I promote it correctly. Because, you know, as as dumb as this sounds to people afterwards, I'm like, OK, I got to put on my feet. I got to no, put it on sense, Twitter. Right. Let me finish the that's job. Half the, it's half the job. It's right? half the job. Right. Let me f- put the bow on this that I need to put on. Then. I'll start looking. Let me I'm check like, the reactions. Let me see the reactions. <laughs> so right. now I'm off the, I'm way out to sea. Right. I agree that someone will go, you got to check the reactions. And I'm like, yeah, I need to like, get, there needs to be a point where like I come down from this show I just put on. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds douchey, but then she'll look at me. So she's looked at me in the past and gone, hey, I've I'm been here. here the whole night. Right. Get off. You're done. It's over. It took you four hours to do it. Yeah, I get that. I want like, attention, and I. There is a point where I'm like, I hear you completely. Like you're right, right. You're absolutely right. But also like, empathize with like. This is like, give me the chance to go. Like, don't make it so. I make think it, what make us, th- that's what I really think is the is the way to do things in any relationship, especially with guys. You got to make it think them think it's their idea. You're fair. <laughs> so, but I feel like that's always when you get the best reaction or or situation when like someone's like when you, if you had been on your phone you and then it was suddenly you were just kind of like wow I've been like check I've been refreshing this thing for a while now. Yeah. Um, let me put it down for a sec, and then you're like oh like what's well how was your day or something. <laughs> but I'm like that's like the, that's like the least. I don't want it to, uh, my issue with even like being annoying or I, I get upset when he's so annoyed with me is like, I don't want him to do it because he's like scared of me. I want him to want to put down well, the phone. Here's what I'm hearing from him. And this is how I feel when it's said to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, I don't, I didn't do this to hurt you. Right. So I didn't go on my phone with uh, like, no one picks up their phone going, Oh, this person's so boring. Let me see what's on Instagram. Like, that's not your thinking, even though it looks that way. Right. So I think in relationships, it's like you're choosing the people on your phone to hang out with over me. And that's not really the binary choice of it. It's, uh, you know, I think like like when I look at someone and go, like whenever someone says, oh, nobody looks up from their phone, I always have the first thing to say, like, fuck off. Like, like, you know, like, like we live in this generation. We can use the phone as much as we want. I don't give a fuck if it's addicting. I don't give a shit. Don't tell me what to do. And I think that's when you're, when Mike looks at you and goes, you were on the phone too. That's his way of saying like, hey, we're all, no one does this 
to get someone. No one does this to avoid. Like I do like. Right. I do I have it. Like to me, this is might be sad to hear, but it's the reality. When her and I are just sitting on the couch next to each other on our phones on different Instagram accounts, I think it's nice. <laughs> like, I, it is. It is nice for a little bit, but I don't think that that should become like the whole relationship. I, yeah, I don't think that's what we should plan to do today. Right. But, but I do wonder, don't you wonder like what effect it will have on relationships of the future? Like your parents didn't spend their early courting years. I mean, it's looking already changed. At, looking at like. Well, it's already that's ch- giving them constant information. Hold to on. The it's whole a, world. It's already changed from when we were like in our mid 20s. Yeah. Like or when I was in my mid 20s, like I wasn't dating. So sitting on the couch, dating someone, sending them something I thought was funny from four inches away. Yeah. We joke around via the apps now. Like, I'll send her stuff that I'm looking at while next to her. Yeah, get that too. So it's like... It's a little... I mean, like, I don't... It's seeping I, you know, in more and more. I know we don't like to be, like, anti-technology or any of that annoying shit, but, like, it does make me wonder what... I mean, like, we don't know what it's going to be like. What What's, is it What is it going to be like when you're 80 and your person next to you is 80 and you, like, have had this, this distraction next to you for the entirety of I'm being hoping, together? I'm hoping at 80 I am part phone. <laughs> like I hope I hope That'll the technology take away the whole argument. Yeah, I don't even yeah. have arms. I just have two iPhones right. wiggling off the side of my body. I hope that's Maybe. where we've gotten to. But so let me ask you a question. What would be your solution? If you know like someone's they're dating someone they're like we spend all our time together on the phone. Would you what would the suggestion be? Like I this is I like my to- problem is that a lot of times the person who's mad at this has no solution. I have solutions. Okay. I have solutions. He doesn't love them. Though. Okay, let's. I'll, solu- maybe I. Well, he's conceded to some of them. Okay, so he's conceded to like no phones for like eating dinner together. I think that's a perfectly reasonable solution. Fine, right? Phones in the pocket when we eat. He said no phones when when watching something together. He is not conceded to that one. I'm on his side. That's how we watch shit now. But eh, it's like the that's find what, a better movie. Like, fine, what, like find like, a better movie. Well, and you could me, say if you don't like the movie, we could find a better movie. Uh, but if we're watching something together, I want to feel like we're like taking the whole. Otherwise, why would you watch? Why do you go to the movies with someone? You want to just go to the movies by yourself? I used to do this open mic. Okay, <laughs> so I used to do like when I first started doing stand up, I would do open mics every night, mm-hmm. three a night. That was okay. my goal. Every night, I'm going to do three open mics a night. So I really ran around the city. Um, now I do more shows. I don't, you know, now life, you know, changes as right. you evolve. The hustling has changed. The hustle has changed to different hours, different types of shows, different mm-hmm. things. But when the beginning, the first like six, seven years, every night, three nights, three times a night. And there was this one open mic that they had this like rule that if you were on your phone, you would be kicked out of the open mic. Okay. Like they would stop the show to be like, like they would pull you out and be like, you can't be on your phone. And I always thought this was a disservice to anyone in there who really wanted to do comedy i would say and then i remember one time they they were like hey out to me they're like you have to be off your phone or we'll ask you to leave and then i was next to go on stage and i went on stage i go your rules are stupid like i like i turned it like i had a meltdown and what do they think and i was like your rules are stupid if you're not funnier than the phone then you should stop doing this you know, you're okay. in competition with the phone. Right. When you're on stage, if someone wants to look at their phone, it's because you suck. Well, I used to say that actually when I used to get yelled at by like professors in college, I remember for texting, I'd be like, make your lecture interesting enough that I don't need to text. So this is the same with your <laughs> movies. This is this is my point. I guess so. But then I'm like, I don't like pick it. Let's pick something else. Well, that but that's the thing where if you're looking at them going like, 
why are they on their phone? I want to like talk about this show. Maybe this isn't a show for you too. Maybe, Maybe you have to not. find yeah. you know a better documentary. Like I think we just solved this issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, the falling asleep thing that bothers you. What the people? I don't. He'll usually be like, "I'm really tired." If he likes the show, he'll be like, "I'm tired." Can we pick this up a different time? Which I'm fine with. I, I guess I'm just like I don't need to like jostle someone awake and open their eyes to the thing. Oh, I'll wake up to the eyes being opened and like. You oh. fell asleep again. It's like, yeah, because I'm fucking tired. Well, maybe with you it would be more annoying since you don't have to wake up that early. <laughs> with him, it's like I'm like, yeah. okay, he's gotta like get to, he's gotta be at work by like nine. I'm not. What am I gonna like? Keep this guy screaming awake. at him all yeah. night. Um, but for you, I could see like if I'm like, you got nowhere to go tomorrow. Maybe you should stay up. Well, then at that point, I'm like, then don't suggest the bed as a movie place. I get annoyed when he sleeps too late. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like let's, let's go. Let's like I want to do something. Yeah, or I can like, understand that, especially because he like has to get like he's like out. You know what I mean? It's like the weekday mornings aren't really like a thing because he's just getting up and getting ready. But like sure. on the weekends, it's kind of like this weekend. It was like twelve o'clock, and I was like, he wasn't okay. up yet. Yeah, I like gone to the gym. I came back. I was like, he's like, you know, I need my sleep. I'm like, no one sleeps this late. Yeah, twelve it's is weird. late yeah i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna well that's why i love when i just did shows in salt lake city and then he like knocks on the bathroom like i'm up i'm like what do you want a fucking medal yeah it's, it's noon <laughs> well that's why i like going to the west coast right. whenever i go i feel like a billionaire because i, I wake up at so like early. 6 a.m yeah. i'm like look at me i'm steve jobs yeah you know? i mean i'm not even like an early riser but like no. 10 30 11 like 11 days fun, over whatever yeah 12 like come on yeah I'm with you. I but at that time, then then it's like we're roommates and not in a relationship. I right. Guess. Well, yeah. that's why I'm kind of like let's if you if we're if it's a weekend, that's the weekends when we hang out. Like get up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code podcast15. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for 
monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. Let's do, let's do some show. What are we talking about? All right. We're, someone wrote in, which I thought was an interesting uh, question for vacation season. Send it in to UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Should you stay together for an expensive vacation? Ooh. Hey, J&J, you two are the best. Feather, feather, I need your advice. After dating my boyfriend for four months, we planned a non-refundable trip together over spring break. Stupid and ambitious, I know. A month has passed since we booked the trip and my feelings have cooled off drastically the more time we spend together and the more I get to know him. He's way more into me than I'm into him and he's even drunkenly said the L word. I did not reciprocate. Oof. Um, I don't even know what that smiley face is. Unhappy face? I guess. And has been talk- talking way into the future. Sounds like a face who got ahead of themselves. For sure. He's the perfect gentleman, a really good person, an all-around great catch. However, aspects of our personalities don't always drive and I just don't see him being the match for me long term. Do I stay with him until the trip and see if things get better? It's hard to justify dumping someone like him without a super good reason knowing we'd miss out on the money this trip cost. But I also don't want to waste his time or lead him on. I feel like if I hang in there until after the trip, I'll I'll have a sure answer on what to do and won't hurt his wallet on top of his heart. I want to ease the pain as much as possible and I I know I'm making the right choice. Thanks for your advice. I appreciate her writing in. She needs to stop. She... Stop this, what? Just stop everything. Stop. stop. Stop where you are. Stop where you are. In the name of love. In the name of uh, of ugh. This one line just bothered me what? so much. Um, what won't hurt his wallet on top of his heart? Think he's gonna be fine. I think everything's gonna be fine. You think she should do it now? As soon as possible. Two things. Okay. okay. I never want to be on a vacation with someone that doesn't want to be on a vacation with me. That's true. Nothing sounds worse right. to me. I'd rather Nothing. get dumped like dump the second me. someone thinks about it. Right? Dump me the day we get there right. so that I can have my own vacation. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Maybe before we leave. Maybe. But the minute you know, get out. The money will fix itself because here's what you can do. The longer you have before a vacation, you and him can both... Find friends that are like, I'd like to take a trip, and you just buy it off the right. front. All you do or is figure that yeah, out that way. You lose the plane ticket. That's, that's fine. It. Whatever. Two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars in the grand scheme of life is a much better loss than five days of your life. I agree. Get rid of him. Stop it. His heart's gonna be fine. You're gonna make back the money. It sounds like you know if you had the money right. to make a trip, then you have the money to lose a trip. The sooner you're gonna get, right, like you said, the, the sooner you end it, the more time you give them to find a replacement for you. Find a replacement. I'm sure there, there's got to be a website where you can like Craigslist a trip. Like there's got to be ways out of this that don't involve right. Like, or one of you go and bring a friend. That's that's yeah. more the that's the the easier solution. But I, 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 I just, she's. Kind of play, you know, the the role of oh, I don't know how he'll go on. He'll go on the same way he went on before meeting you. Right, he might be like a little irritated. I might be a little irritated sure. if I had spent the money on the trip and then someone dumped me. But like, especially if I'm kind of like, or if you feel that bad, offer to play for his plane ticket. Yeah, 
Someone's got the. Right. You'll find the money. Yeah. Don't wait. Day, waste days of your life. Like, oh, have you ever been on a vacation with someone you don't want to be there with? Mm, no. I've been been at someone like a, I spent a night with someone that I didn't want to really want to be with. And what did you think the next day? I just think about that now. I'm like, like you, the idea that someone would feel that way around you. Oh, and also yeah. like the idea of like just the waste of like. We have so many, like, like I think life is long, but I also, mm-hmm. like, I've had, like, you know, recently, like, just, like, you know, I'm, like, at that age where, like, people di- are dying tragically, mm-hmm. like, in ways that could be me, right. you know? <laughs> like, it's, like, not, like, you know, got run over by a car type of tragedy. It's, like, like medical, d- medical disease or, or not waking yeah. up. And I'm, like, the idea, and I don't mean to, like, go dark, of like spending a whole trip with someone who doesn't want to be there. Can like, you like the yeah. last days of your life? You're like, oh, God, I gotta sit. Why don't I sit in the bathroom? Right. The next Terrible hour? for both of you. Worse for the person who thinks you're happy. Oh, trying to have sex with someone who doesn't want to have sex with you on vacation. Yeah, no, oh, that sounds miserable. Have you been on vacation with someone you wanted? Yeah, to? and I look back on it. You wish you. Would I cringe every time of I think the about the price it. of the vacation. No, it was the. Uh, <laughs> I said no so annoyingly. Um, no, it was just. What about- no i it just wasn't the right match and i realized it right away and i just remember being like you know spending so long in a toilet trying to get away from them just trying to waste the day away right you know so sad yeah sad poor girl poor me poor you (laughs) let's look at the part the important thing right let's do some awkward sex you ready UUP at Betches.com. J&J, thank you for being the highlight of my Wednesday commute. I've been obsessed since I binged it in the summer, and I always get reminded on Tuesday that it's not Wednesday yet because I'm looking for your, forward to your podcast. Thank you. The encounter happened. This encounter happened a few years back, but every time I think about it, it still makes me laugh and hope you find it funny as well. Well, why don't you get to it? <laughs> After those two paragraphs. <laughs> no, we appreciate it. Uh. <clears throat> My roommate at the time and I would go out and she was much more extroverted. So she usually struck up conversation with groups of men at bars and then inevitably tried to set me up with one. One night I ended up hitting it off with this guy as he chatted with uh, as she chatted with his friend. We had many drinks throughout the night ended up coming home with me. I'm not usually the one to initiate things, but my drunk alter ego thought I'd set the mood by lighting a candle. Ooh. We were making out on the bed. On my bed, our clothes came off. Mid makeout, I looked over and noticed that my pillowcase and phone charger had dipped into the candle that we lit. In a panic, I hopped out of bed, threw the pillow on the floor, and tried to put out the fire by throwing the flame pillow. By throwing the flaming pillow on the floor, part of my carpet caught fire. This is, this is huh. like something about Mary, like right, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> my <laughs> word! What did she say? It was a. She's got the. the Mm. Hello. It was a drive-by fruiting. That was the best part. <laughs> Just by throwing the flaming pillow on the floor, part of my carpet caught fire. So there we were—just two naked strangers trying to stop out a fire, but thankfully got it out. The next day, I had to cut out burnt pieces of carpet and ditch my phone charger that burnt in half. We had a good laugh about it when I drove him home. I was mortified and politely declined his request to go on a date that week. That's odd. Needless to say, I don't mess with candles anymore while drinking. Sincerely, only you can prevent bedroom fires. That's a funny name. It's a funny name. Um, I don't know why she wouldn't accept the date. 
It's not she like... She didn't like him. Maybe. Yeah. It has to be that. If it was because I'm too embarrassed, right. then you need to fucking rethink how you get embarrassed. Yeah, like, that's like something that can happen. Yeah. You're like, I have bad... I'm always paranoid that I leave a candle on and burned down my entire apartment. I, that's like a big fear of mine. I'm the same way except with the stovetop. I get that way also with the stove. I check the stovetop 700 times before I leave the house. I'm very forgetful. Sometimes I once did leave it on. Yeah, I I have, the, I've done that too. Yeah. Where um, I'm like, oh, I'm going to burn down the whole place and it's going to be my fault. And it's yeah. Gonna be t- I've had like nightmares about it. Um, But this seems romantic in theory. Maybe not for a first hookup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I, if a girl was like lighting candles before your first hookup, would you be into it? Yeah. Why not? With it? Whatever yeah. you need. You know, okay. I'm I'm here. I'm cool with it. Candles on. I guess. You know, like also it's really hard to get lighting right for a hookup. That's true. So, you don't want it to be a pitch black, but be, like you don't want the bedroom bright. lighting. Yeah. yeah. So like there's and if you don't have a lamp, a candle's a really nice option. Sometimes I'll take the phone and I'll put on the flashlight of the phone. That's not a bad idea. Flip it over. Let right. the let the flashlight go up into the sky. Um, I don't know if Countess Luann would, would think that was a classy move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I do bathroom light sometimes. You want like a okay. little light, but like not the, you know. Yeah. I, I, the phone one always worked for me. I, I always, uh. Okay. I'm sorry to knock it. That's okay. I, uh, you know, it's, it's the right amount. It's definitely a, um, yeah, it's definitely a healthier move than the lit candle. Yeah. It's a sc- by the bed. Scary. What would you call this? Um, the flaming hot hookup. Flaming hot hookup. Yeah. The uh, scent of a man. <laughs> scent of a man. Um, the a firefight. No, that's stupid. That's okay. Damn it. It's okay. Man, I feel that's like. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure someone's going to anyway, DM Um If you have a better name, email UUP at Betches.com. And we will tell you about it. It wouldn't t- turn you away, though. That wouldn't turn no, me away. No, I'd be fine with it. I think it was kind of funny, assuming no one got hurt. If I got like a third degree burn, that might Yeah, make... that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Firefuck. Oh, that's good. Firefuck. I like that. The, uh... yeah. I like it. The firefighter. We'll keep with that. We'll keep with that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one email and then we'll yeah. get, get, get no. to our uh, our guest. Yes. Hello, J&J. Love the pod. Thanks for all your wisdom. I'll get right to it. I've had this guy friend since college. I'm a 28-year-old female and there's always been some romantic interest from both ends. We both kind of knew that we wouldn't work as a long-term couple, so we agreed not to pursue anything so that we could remain friends. Okay. Unfortunately, we've had our hiccups over the years and even though he's had multiple girlfriends, we've hooked up across all of them. I thought things were different with his most recent girlfriend, who I truly think he plans on marrying, but we hooked up again and it occurred a few times after that. We've also exchanged some flirty texts in between, but I wouldn't categorize any of, any of that, these situations as full-blown affairs at any point. This was always a mutual decision. I'm not trying to avoid any blame here, but over the last year or so, I feel like he's been super manipulative and inconsiderate. <laughs> not to place any blame, but this guy. <laughs> the cheater yeah. has been somewhat manipulative. And inconsiderate. For instance, I watched him at a wedding with his girlfriend being super lovey-dovey the whole night. And then he texted me while in the Uber, you look so hot tonight. Uh, heart, heart, smiley face, heart, smiley face, heart, smiley face. One day, a few months ago, I was fed up with him. I blocked him on Snapchat. He would use that to discreetly send me messages and unfollowed on all else. 
The problem is we're still around each other at friend group events. I saw him a couple months ago and ignored him completely. He tried to hug me hello and I made an excuse to walk away. When he tried to say goodbye to me, we were alone and I pretended I didn't hear him until he finally gave up and walked away. I figured the message was clear. Then this month, he texts me the following. Hello, I'm sure you don't want to hear from me and you don't have to respond. However, I'd like to sincerely apologize if you'd afford me the opportunity to. He really got formal right? in his time off from Hello, her. Hello, madame or <laughs> sir. <laughs> if you could greet me by the foyer, I would love to have an encounter with you <laughs> where we discuss your penis in my vagina. <laughs> Um, I got that backwards, but you guys you get know, it. We know what you're, yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like the, he only sent sent this because we, we were seeing each other in a few weeks, so I told him that I wouldn't avoid him this time so he didn't have to worry about awkwardness or being exposed. He said that wasn't why he texted me and that he really wanted to apologize. I said I would read whatever he had to say. He said he wanted to apologize face-to-face if that was okay, and I told him I'd have to think about it. So my question, why do you think he's doing this? I feel like it's more for him to get a clear conscious, conscience than to actually relay anything to me and that he only wants to do it in person because he knows I'm a pushover and will be less likely to say fuck off to his face than over text. Do you think I should actually meet him? <coughs> we were friends and we'll be around each other, so I feel like I owe him more than a random guy, but I have started to question if we were ever really close friends to begin with. Would love to hear your perspectives on this. Thanks in advance. First off, I'm going to say they were never close friends to begin with. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, the questioning one, if, if, we, if and when. Yeah, I don't think this was... It's not how you treat your friend. No, and yeah, you don't treat your friend as the backup to your hookup situations. Right. Um, I do think, like, we both agree he has not played this maturely at all. Right. Despite, I feel like that's funny that we were talking about the formality of his text because I feel like that's in his mind feeling like, oh, I'm going to be like the mature one mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and send out this like formally worded sure. text to show that I'm not like sending you a what you up to, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the, the problem is you can't beat immaturity with immaturity. Right. Like it's not like two negative numbers make a positive. Like that's not... Because right now, she's playing this avoidance passive game while also saying, we're friends, we hang out together. So it's like, right. you can't have it both ways. You need to like, it, it's it's almost like, um, you know, there's bleeding going on and you have to put pressure on the, on the, on the wound. Right now, she's trying to take care of a wound without pressure. So it just keeps bleeding out. So like, I, I understand what she's saying, like, she wrote something, some, the answers are usually in these emails, but she wrote, um, why do you think he's doing this? I feel like he's, it's more for him to get a clear conscience than to actually relay anything to me. I don't think what, that's why he's doing it. Why do you think he's doing it? I think he's doing it because he has this girlfriend and he likes the attention of this other person who's always down to hook up with him and he likes knowing that she's there. It's an ego boost to him. And then he lost that. And so now when things are going not that well in his relationship, he doesn't have anyone that he can text who he knows is like really into him that will respond to him. I kind of disagree. What do you think? Why do you think he's texting? You think it's to apologize? I don't think it's to apologize, but I think it's like this like... Let me make sure I'm not a dick. And, and that makes you more of the dick, you I agree. You think he's been thinking about it enough that he mm-hmm. it bothers him? To- I think he wants to clean up. I think it is personally motivated. I don't think it's him 
being selfless. I think he's being selfish. Right. But I think he wants this hangout that's coming up to be as best as possible. I don't think he's thinking about six months from now when he wants to hook up with her. Really? I think he's thinking of two weeks from now at a max. Like, hey, we got this hangout coming up. I want to make sure that I get everything in place so that I'm not sitting here being the dick of the hangout. Like, I think okay. that's more his goal than it is to say. Then why not just text for that? Why does he need to see her face to face? I don't know. I, I, I also don't think that's the healthy way for her to, to do this. Like, she want. I mean, as much as she said, like, here's the problem with like, hey, I'm in on it too. The minute it gets away from you, you can't blame the guy for getting away from the original plan that you had. So the original plan was like, we hook up. It's, you know, it's, it's as much my fault as it is his fault. Now he's being manipulative. When did that become the, the, the well, story? Well, I think it's more that she wanted more, which is what she's not saying in the email. But exactly. like the, the, the lovey-doveyness would only bother you if you were like, this seems like to be rubbing this in my face. And I now like, and that's not, and to me, I, I have stronger feelings about this. And that makes me really sad and uncomfortable. Yeah, Which but when not, she's passive right. aggressive about it and doesn't say anything right, about it. Right, she's not saying that. What does she expect? To, you know, is she, he can't read her mind. Right, well, that's not how you get closure. You get closure by saying, like, I noticed that you seem like you were really happy and I, like, um, and I've, on, uh, over the years, I've definitely developed some sort of feelings for you and it just made, it made me very upset and I don't want to see that. And I also don't think this is also, like, right to the person you're with or, like, a good non, or this seems like a toxic thing in my life. But she's not saying that, so now she's sitting here going, well, what does he want, th-? like, he doesn't realize the magnitude of this, I don't think. He thinks as, so as much why as she even believes, text her. So I think she's got to stop being a bag in the wind. Right now she's like letting his texts blow her each way of emotional uh, down the emotional street. Okay. And that's really like not taking control of your life, not taking control of the situation. It's not owning also not owning the fact that you she cared about this guy and exactly. that it was impor- that it meant something to her. So I to me go to the apology but don't go to the apology for his apology party. You go for your ending party. You know, or like say, this to does, say what your piece. Yeah, right? you. Who cares about his fucking apology or what he wants to say face to face? You go in there knowing what you have to say. Right. Not to you know, and because whatever his selfish reasons are, you can't control. I think he's trying to hook up with her. Even, but but that's why she won't meet with him. She's afraid that she's like you. She doesn't understand how strong she is. She's right. afraid that she's going to go to this big apology and she's going to be back on the hook for years of being the backup again. Yeah. Totally get that. Right. I, you don't think that's what he's going to do? I think that's a possibility. I don't think that's like his goal. I don't think he goes there being like, got to make sure that my side chick's better. Like, I, like, I don't <laughs> believe that anyone's that evil or that thought out. Like, okay. Like, I don't think In he's In my like, mind, that was like what he was doing. He was kind of like, I miss this person also having this person who I know consistently like will feed my ego. I think that's why a lot of guys cheat, don't you think? Or they have affairs. There's someone here that's like they have that like builds them up, that makes them feel wanted, especially maybe if their relationship isn't going well or just because they need that from multiple sources to feel like but, better about themselves. But that's the that's the diagnosis your sister should be making. Okay. <laughs> I'm not qualified. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not you. I'm right. saying this woman writing in, she's trying to get us to say, I don't know what his issues are. I, it's obviously he's insecure. Mm-hmm. Obviously he has some problems. But you're in on the problems because you keep letting it stay out there as an open-ended situation. Right. To me, if I'm her, she has she's recognized the thing that hurts her. 
That's yes. this guy texting her, you looked hot tonight, while he has a girlfriend. Right, but she's not calling it that. She's calling it, she's calling it him being manipulative. Exactly. She's right. not saying, well, you know, I haven't written back, you need to stop texting me. You have a girlfriend. When you text me, it makes me feel like I'm the backup for your girlfriend. That makes me feel awful. I'm not going to be friends with someone who makes me feel awful. I'll be cool with you in person, but if you keep doing this, I can't even be in person with you. And us as friends is going to take a long time to get better. Right. I think you can text that, though. Absolutely. But that's the other thing about him being like, I need to see you in person. You could send that text right then. Hey, I have no reason to see you in person. You make me feel bad. Right. I think saying that to someone, like, you make me feel bad, is... I know it sounds like cheesy and like kind of like toddlerish. But no, I think that's I think that's the best way to go because that's you're not saying you're terrible, you're yeah. mean, you're horrible. You can't because he doesn't think right. he's any of those. Yeah, things. you can't debate someone's feelings. All you can say is this makes me feel like shit, and there's no really arguing that. Every time you get in touch with me, I feel like shit. Is like such a powerful thing to a guy who doesn't believe he is acting in that way. That's why right. he thinks he has the right to go, well, meet up with me. Like, because we're friends. Right. You think no, it's because no, no. they don't realize that they make you feel like that? I don't think they realize the extent to which they make you feel like that. Like, I think like, you know, when you like cancel a date and you go or like a hangout and you go, phew, and yeah. you just hope that they're saying, phew, too. Right. right. But, but sometimes it, but they're But sometimes not. the person could be going, man... He's always canceling right. on me. I feel uh, terrible. I feel kind of terrible now. about myself. Yeah, yeah, I, I right. agree to that yeah. day. I opened up a whole night. I put on this makeup that cost thirty dollars. You know, like, mm. th- like when you talk about the makeup, that's kind of right. like the the thing that I go. Well, I didn't even realize the makeup was that big of a right. deal. Did my hair or that doing your hair was like a thing? This right. is all like levels that if you never feel them, you don't understand them. No, that's true, and I think that's why. Like, I mean, this podcast is great because we've been through all the emotions and we know what it feels like to get those sure. texts or to send those texts and i think you're right that's just kind of why i get annoyed at her email because it's like i'm not annoyed at her right well it's like what you're saying is like the the question that you're asking doesn't matter what actually matters is like the way that you're justifying this to yourself or the way that you're analyzing your own feelings which are not it's or, a little bit of playing them. the victim right you're you're kind of saying well now I think he's emotionally manipulative. Well, it was okay right. when your feelings weren't being hurt. When you right. could say that you wasn't, you didn't see him as an option. Now you've changed your mind, which you have the total right to do. Right. So the question isn't like, why is he doing this? Why is he acting like this? It's why am I? Why did I put up with this? And why am I? Why am I still in this? Exactly. Which and has nothing to do with him. Like what like you were saying, like you don't really need an answer from him. You might want to tell him what it meant to you, so that he stops whatever those actions are. Yeah, because I I don't think anyone. I I do believe. I try to believe in the best of people. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that any guy is going. Let me make you know. Let me make Jordana feel bad today. Right. You know, it's like the the phone we were talking about in the beginning, like. I don't pull out my phone because I'm like, like I've never pulled out my phone being like boring. Right, you're trying to put the phone in between my girlfriend's face and my face. (laughs) That's what it feels like to her, but you don't know it until she says to you, "Hey, when you pull out your phone in the movie, it makes me feel like I'm alone here watching a movie, and you know we're not connecting on watching this together." Right. 
I also feel like when we go we're going back to last week's episode where we talk about like the drama and loving the drama and she's now sure. built this into this like this years long affair. Yes. And I need to get like and I find out why and it was reason and this is our story. Yeah. Go back to the the you know like the Jen Aniston um Brad yeah. Pitt thing. It's like the answer is logical, but like then it takes away like the dramatic saga of the story. Yeah, you lose that. You right. lose the fun of dissecting it. And the, when you the, can only dissect yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, I got to go to the gym? <laughs> you know, like, 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 I thought keto was the key. And it's like, oh, no, diet and exercise still. Yeah. Ooh, that's boring. Exactly. No one wants to hear about your reducing calories diet. Yeah. No, everyone <laughs> wants to hear the one where you go, three weeks, 50 pounds. It was amazing. All I ate was butter. Yeah. <laughs> let's get uh let's get to your sister let's yeah. uh, dr bernstein we're going we'll be right back with uh naomi bernstein 50 high school senior girls descend on mobile alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize it isn't survivor it's one of america's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls it's been around for seven decades now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes from pineapple street studios and wondery comes the competition Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. And we're back. And I would love to introduce you guys to my sister and an amazing clinical psychologist, Dr. Naomi Bernstein. Good morning. I'm psyched to be here. I feel like you have like a radio voice. It's kind of oh, nice. awesome. I, I like it. Yeah, there's right? a, it, it's it's nice. Yeah, look at it. it's uh, 
Like the the two sisters. This is a, this is a the big moment s- for the podcast. <laughs> yes. the first family member on the on the show. This is the oh, first family I member didn't we brought even on. Know that perfect. They've asked me to bring our mom on. I've said no. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Um, but Naomi is a like actually trained therapist, so I thought it'd be great to have her on so that she could discuss like the like the real issues in a more of a like clinical like scientific way than we do. Absolutely, Naomi. I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast, if at all. No, I have. It's it's awesome. I mean, even as a psychologist, sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting take. take. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of what I'm like, you know, I, we always say when we, when, ever since we first started this show, it's, we don't, we're not experts. We never profess to be. We're just two people talking out of our ass. Exactly. And we're just, you know, going through our own experiences that hopefully people can relate to their own and feel better about their own and know that they're not in this alone and that there's other people going through these things. What do you have you listened to this and been like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard? <laughs> no, like, not, I, I, I wanna, like let's hear the feedback. No, the, not really. I you know I think this a lot is bad of bad for people too. Sorry to interrupt. But no, I, no, no problem. I think a lot of um, I think a lot of people want to have a perspective of someone that feels like a peer mm. as opposed to when you come right. to a psychologist and you feel like maybe they have to be a little bit more clinical. So I think it's great to have. Right. I'm sure you get people who ask you questions who are like for like things that you're I mean, you're married. You got three kids. Um, I'm sure people come to you and ask you questions about like Instagram or things like that. And you're kind of like or like date the dating dynamics of that. And there is a sense of like, you know what like the clinical thing is, but you might not know what it's like to have a guy watch your Instagram story. Right. And I'm not, not in you. that world, but I definitely mm-hmm. I learned from my patients too a lot about what I'm that's sure, like. Yeah. And it's a whole other realm of anxiety and you know stuff that can cause depression and anxiety and then they come in and they see me and so I learn a lot from them about what that world's like when right. you meet with them what do you what's like the biggest theme like what's the biggest thing people come to you with when it's relationship based like w- with technology like what are, what are like their biggest concerns well a lot of it I do a lot of relationship work like couples and breakups so if you go to my website it's it's very geared towards people that are either in relationships or or trying to come out of relationships or in dysfunctional relationships or so i get a lot of people that are single and don't want to be single or i get people that are in relationships that they know are not healthy but they don't know how to find their way out um and i do a lot of couples and i i'm a big advocate a lot of people think you can only come to couples therapy when you're married or engaged Mm -hmm. and I'm a big advocate of if you're dating and it doesn't feel good and you, you want to make it work. Right. You, you want to make well, it work or you want to figure out if it's not going to work. This is my question. Someone told me they went to a couple's therapist while in a, like while not married. And I was like, why? Like I do. I'm one of those people that would be like, fuck it. Right. You know, <laughs> get out of there. Right. Like but, break up. If you're at the point being like, well, let's go see someone else for our problems. It's like, well, maybe those problems aren't worth hashing out. What? What's worth it? Which is very true, but the problem is they don't end it. So they of just Of course they don't. Yeah. They just <laughs> sit in it, not going to therapy, and then it's two years down the road and maybe if they would have gone to therapy two years ago They wouldn't have had the kid that they did they had <laughs> to fix it. Yeah. True. Or they would have realized like I help people sometimes realize, like, especially if they're not married and there's no kids, like, okay, how do how do you guys like break the ties here? It's not working for either one of you. you how know? do you know if it's not like what what's the biggest indicator for you if it's like, oh, we should like this is this is something I should try to like break up rather than well, yeah, mend. I I love that question because a <laughs> lot of times I mean? we'll look at an email and we'll be like, and it's funny because like someone will write in and be like, 
this is going on, this is going on. And, I, and I'm positive they didn't write in thinking today's the day I break up with my boyfriend or girlfriend. But that's what we were like, nah, end this, game right. over. Like, right. What makes you say that to people? Yeah. It's very, it's usually if I feel, well, if I'm only, depends if I'm only seeing one person or if I'm seeing both people, right? right. Um, if I'm seeing both people and they're both trying really, really hard and it's still not working, then it's probably not going to work. But a mm-hmm. lot of people come in and they think they're trying, but they're really not trying. Yeah. Right. Like they'll come in and they'll be like, well, you know, after I treated her like crap, I, you know, bought her flowers and I was nice to her friends. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's not. Boy, these women right. are evil. Right. Well, no, I can, I can like, see I can why, man, why a man dudes. would think that was trying instead. Right. It's just like trying. It's like making up for something that you keep you keep doing. And then yeah. you're kind of like, oh, well, like, here's your concession for like me continuing to do what I want to do. But like, I'll throw you a bone exactly. every now and then. When you bring when couples come in, what's the biggest problem that they have as a couple? Oh gosh, there's so many different issues that could come up. A lot of it's bickering, even in mm-hmm. marriage. It's just like, and the bickering comes from like underlying stuff, but they don't know what it is. So they'll just be arguing about you went out with your friends, and I, you know, you stayed out this late, or if it's married couples, you didn't, you know, do this household task, or even couples that live together, right. you know. There's a lot of bickering, but it's not about the dishes or uh-huh. the, you know, you, you didn't call me before you went to bed or it's not about that stuff. It's about something bigger that they're angry about. It's about, right. If I feel like those things are usually about like, you don't appreciate me. Like it's the really underlying cause or like, you know, like you're not, you're not trying or you're not valuing this or you're not putting in the same effort that you did when we first started dating or something. Right. Like that. Or big issues like I'm ready to get married and you're not. And right. instead of being the desperate seeming person that says, hey, I'm ready to get married, you just start being annoyed about everything. Right. Well, when so, you know, when you see that with a couple, because we have a lot of people that write in, they're like, is timing ever an excuse? So they'll be like, because you have people that'll be like, I get this question a lot over DMs where it's like, um, they'll they'll like say like, is this excuse good enough? Is this a real excuse? Excuse for not for not dating me, you know? So like the girl will be like, hey, we, you know, I'm talking to this guy and we're going well. It's three months in, and then all of a sudden he's busy, he's busy, he's busy. Then he just says, hey, I got to get my head straight. I'm not ready for what you want and I don't want to, and then the person will always go well I don't want to get married I'm not saying that right and it's like they're like well is that even a valid excuse like do you ever get questions like that um sort of there's the like analysis to paralysis about why a casual dating relationship isn't working and sometimes that's what I just put it in that category of like mm-hmm. if you find yourself analyzing every single text and like wondering what the other person's thinking and you're not even in a relationship yet and you're not able to ask them Mm. then it's probably not a great relationship. Yeah. You know, you should feel right. good about it. Like, especially in the beginning, the honeymoon yeah. stage, that should For be sure. fun. Well, know? that's why I feel like it's not that terrible if to go to couples therapy before you're married. Cause it's like, the idea isn't that you get married and then you no longer have any issues. Exactly. Right. So it's like, why wouldn't you have issues before that you have after? Exactly. Unless yeah. you unless you've been like dating for two months and then right. it's before you get married. Yeah, but I feel like if you, let's say you're with someone for like three years um and then like you could have easily been married already by then but you're not but like that's that to me seems like why would why not go to that if the relationship is something that you like either want to work on or get out of or understand or like figure out if you should even take that step i feel like it should almost be a prerequisite to getting married yeah right that's like pre-cana you know that's what 
it's like I think it, it's a, in Catholic religion you're sort of oh, required to go yeah. to that was the John like Krasinski priest, right? Robin Williams movie Oh, I didn't see They it. did a movie. Where oh, they, License to Wed? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> where he has to go to like, but it's supposed to be comedy. It was weird. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I mean, like, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people get married and they're kind of like, okay, like we're getting married and that'll like fix a lot of these other issues. And I think a lot, a lot of couples, they're also like, they're, they're getting married and that's like the thing that they're focusing on. It sort of almost distracts them from like dealing with the actual issues, which you have to deal with before you do that. Otherwise they're still there after, but then there's no, there's no, and I've seen this happen like a few times where it's like, there's no next thing after that. There's no like thing that you're building towards. So then you're just left with the person and your problems. Cause you didn't really like hash them out before you took that step. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I have to wonder how does so if, if someone's listening right now, how do you figure out, you know, what's interesting about what, you, you know, you meet with couples, but you also meet with individuals. How do you figure out if it's the person's individual problems that they have to work out or it's the couple's issue? You know what I mean? How do you, like, find, how do you figure out who the worst person yeah. in the relationship is? <laughs> Who's the crazy one? You know, like, right, right, like, right. I, because a lot of people, they'll write and be like, I don't want to look crazy. And it's like, I don't really believe in looking crazy. You are what you is. Right. You know, like. So if you have a problem in the relationship and you bring it up and the person looks at you and goes, you're being crazy. Well, at least you're working it out together. Like at least it's been brought up. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of stuck at that, you know, that cross in the road of like, okay. Is it me? Is it me? Or am (laughs) I, or is it the relationship? Is the, you know, am I the only crazy person in the room? You know, like how do you figure that out? Yeah. Well, I get the privilege of like bringing them in and seeing them communicate. So I think figuring Mm -hmm. out, I I almost never see a couple where it's like one person is entirely at fault for whatever they're experiencing. It's almost always a dynamic between the two of them. And when you see two people talk, you can see defensiveness is a huge issue for couples and being able to like, it makes the other person crazy. So it's almost like mm-hmm. if I tell you I'm feeling something and then the person says you're crazy, now you want to scream it louder. Right. Now you turn yeah. into kind of like a psycho, quote unquote psycho, uh-huh. and now you feel like you're the crazy person. But if the other person would have just been like, oh, I understand how you feel. I felt that way once. I was in this relationship and I remember how that felt or you did that to me once and this is how I felt. Then all of a sudden it's like, all the steam comes out and you're like, oh, okay, you understand me. Now I can be calm. Right. Mm-hmm. And lear- I feel like learning how to speak to each other is probably like the most important thing that you can do because that's what you, that's the person you're supposed to be with for a well, really long time. I mean, I do this thing in my relationship where, and it annoys the hell out of my girlfriend because I'll go, we'll be arguing and then I'll go, okay, what should I have done different? Like, how do you imagine the perfect scenario of what should have happened? And she'll be like, She'll be mad that I will be like, because I'm like, okay, what route would should we have gone? Like, <laughs> right. I, okay, listen, I think that's let me a fair question. Re- I think right. so too. Sorry, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> On the record, <laughs> but, um, I, but I, I'm wondering, like, but I do have these moments where I'm like, maybe I'm doing the least healthy thing in the world, like, you know, because you know. Without you there, I do feel like every couple without someone who's a professional. There's a bad guy and a good guy. There's a bad guy, good guy. And it's also two people blindly slap fighting. Right. You know, like it's not like there's a referee going, hey, no, 
no no calling her right, crazy right, and right. it's not like you right, know like don't right. don't say you're confused even though you're not confused you right know? well you have to check yourself too if you want if you value the relationship and you want it to work you have to kind of check yourself as you're right am i being fair right am i, am being, I listening am right. i validating what they're saying validation is like everything right it just takes what do you the mean by validation? i agree with validation because here's what when you're saying like how could i have done this differently because i've gotten into fights with my boyfriend where i'm like um where he says something and then like i have expectations for how i want a conversation to go mm. and then the answers that he's giving are not meeting my expectations okay right so i'm like if we're having a fight i'm like no that's not the correct answer the correct answer is <laughs> yeah, like we've talked about this before it was like when like he was like it was like six months in and someone saw him on hinge because he didn't delete it properly sure and i remember saying like the his his answer to that was like i'm not on it i don't know what you're saying like i'm not on it and i like what else do you want me to do and i'm like no that's not the correct the correct response is wow that must have been really embarrassing for you for mm -hmm. someone to have told you that um for sure uh but like i if i was on it it was a complete mistake i'm gonna figure out exactly how to get off of it now and I'm really, I, I, I totally understand why this would bother you. Sure. That like validation thing that she's talking about, I think is like, for me, that's like the most clear example. Well, I always think of that. I'm like, here's the correct answer. <laughs> I know the correct answer. It, it's almost I'll like, just have this fight with myself. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've written you a script. Here mm -hmm. it is. Just read. I'm wrong. A thousand. I, I, I call it taking the loss. I think that's like kind of the hardest thing, especially now, like even in anything, any argument online, no one goes you know what? You're right on that. Yeah. I, I screwed up and then just owns being the loser in this one, <laughs> right. in this one, like your boyfriend saying, Oh, I didn't do it right. That's kind of absolving himself of going, I messed up. Right. That, right. That, uh, and I, I think that's the hardest. I, it's very hard to do to go. Yeah. That's, that's on me. Yeah, that's, it's very hard. Especially in relate, you want to have like a certain sense of pride. I think you want to like not be like think of as like whipped or like just like Kate, like you know, like or the, be there's, evil. That, there's that stereotype of like oh, like well, the woman's just like oh, we were always right, and if you want to be happy, you just sure. always have to agree with her. When I don't think that's what is like yeah, true. That, I think it's more like we just want to be, our feelings to be validated. It's, more. The, it's the most depressing part of every wedding to me is when the guy some version of happy wife happy life right. comes up right, and i'm right. like you fucking loser right. like like that's not, like like everyone does that joke even like the priest or the rabbi they're like you better stop you better shut up now it's like what right, like, right. what are we all talking <laughs> right. about this is the least healthy thing i've ever seen but if it goes both ways like if yeah. there was an right. expression for the opposite direction i think it's yeah. really true it's like you have to want each other to be happy yeah like when i talk about trying right you come in you think you're trying because you you know were nice to her friends when she came over that's sure. trying trying is being able to say okay hey i'm gonna validate you even though i feel like being really defensive here i'm going to just tell you i understand how you feel that's trying and if you mm. do that every day or every time right. there's an argument that's how so but i know it sucks to kind of be like like you said i forget the expression. take the loss take the loss right yeah. so that doesn't feel good instinctually as a human to just kind of like submit Right. But if you can do that and and see it as being beneficial for the relationship and the long term of your relationship, then maybe it won't feel. But also a lot of the questions we get hinge on that idea of like, well, you're trying and the other person doesn't really care enough to do as much as you're doing. And especially in those first few months, like 
that's you know i think a lot of people the first that, few months i think is like is a a, a bad indication or a well, good indication of a, like what the rest of the thing will be like totally right? and it's also a good indication of like you're of you what you're of what you want like we have so many people that are like well they never make a date with me and it's like well you want a date then this isn't the guy you know right. like he's not even willing to do that right exactly so that's that's an that's obviously an individual issue at that point where you come in and you say why do you want this person so badly that's not making you feel good about yourself right yeah you know there's other people there's especially in new york or where there's millions right. of people like why are you so focused on this particular person yeah, well it's good yeah i think it's yeah there. it's yeah. the fear of like well maybe this is it for me yeah that hopeful yeah. like you start to rewrite your whole yeah. you know <laughs> the emotional masturbation yeah. as i do call you, it when you meet with couples do you ever get accused of ganging up on one i was of gonna couple? ask that yeah, too like yeah. that that's gonna be hard i'm very very careful about that and yeah. sometimes i will kind of focus on what one person can be doing better. And then I will always say to them, I don't want you to feel ganged up on. I'm going to talk to her, you know, where I'm going to have a conversation with her next about what she could be doing differently. Like mm-hmm. I'll always make sure to kind of try to keep that balance because it, it's easy for people to come in, especially if, you know, like the girlfriend situation where you walk in and the therapist agrees with you. A lot mm. of people come into couples therapy because they want me to tell their partner <laughs> Right. what they have been telling yeah, them. In my yeah. fantasies about couples therapy, <laughs> yeah. it's always like, yeah, I want someone else to just tell you that I'm right. Right. Yeah. And both That's of them. That's what women masturbate to. <laughs> Coming into an office and having another woman going, you're right. Yeah. Let's do <laughs> right. Yelling at their well, that, boyfriend. Yeah, right. I feel like that's the old like stereotype of like, oh, like she's just agreeing with you. Like we're on, th- you know what I mean? Like right. I'm the so asshole. So I'm really or... careful about that because I that's not what it's about. And it's not about what I think about either person or who I think is right. And like I said, I almost never think that one person's right and one person's wrong. So that's what, Mm. and it's nice sometimes that they don't get that because it makes them realize like, this is what, that's the validation thing. They come in, they want that validation. So they're trying to get it from me because they're not getting it from each other. Well, it's also another thing of like, there's no perfect relationship. These all land in the gray there. You know, someone else's Instagram love doesn't represent what you and your boyfriend or girlfriend are going through. Right. I think that's like a big thing that we deal with here is like, seeing you know these portraits of couples and then you're with your you know fucking dumpy boyfriend <laughs> and he's sitting there being like i don't know what do you want to do tonight and you're like they're in the fucking alps right, right, like, right, right. you just asked me where to go to dinner right. you don't know where you don't have to you don't know how to go on an infatuation right you know like, right. and, like i could i could be here i right. could have been in the right. alps yeah. you know like i could have been on the beach vacation yeah that's the hard part too about all social media is people are picking the most elite parts of their life and posting them and then it makes it seem like that's their real life but. yeah that's mm-hmm. why i'm not losing 20 pounds i'm staying imperfectly me yeah enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> that's for other people uh, Naomi also does works with um, eating uh, oh, really? e- eating issues as well. You this, can, was this a surprise intervention? <laughs> no. Like, so, you, <laughs> no, but we. I mean, we have. My an, mom we have pops an email. out. She's like, I got you. <laughs> I, I. She brought her yeah. out. Savannah, um, read your letter. <laughs> you know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear. Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little 
baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So, um... We, you know, we do get a lot of emails. This one, the one I'm about to read, we get a little more, more serious people who are going through. And I think this is a common issue with people in their like early 20s or all their 20s or even just like in life. You know, you have depressive periods, you have periods where you don't feel like you're the best version of yourself, especially I feel like that, that period right after college can often oh feel God. like yeah. most underrated, te- most um, terrible time in terrible life. Terrible time in life because right. no one really gives, it's really tough to go to cry to someone going, well, I just graduated and I have no debt and I just don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And then people are like, shut the fuck up. Right. We got real issues here. Right. You know, right. like, right. But, but it, it is a tough time. Yeah, it is a tough time. You're like going from a world of like anything, you know, like you can do whatever you want to like now I really have to figure out who I am and what I'm going to do with my life. Studying um, the material and taking the test seems pretty easy after graduating college. It does. You know, yeah, I feel like. 21 to 25 was like kind of terrible yeah it's tough i mean you're in a you're also before that you're totally in a nice social world where you live with yeah. all your friends right. and everything's all lined it's up all and, parties everything's getting paid for right and then all of a sudden you're like in your back in your childhood bedroom job <laughs> hunting and yeah. you know thinking thinking you were an adult and imagining adulthood a different way right. than the reality of what adulthood is that was like my first thing when i i remember like my first real world moment was hearing an adult be an idiot and being like, oh, not everyone's smart and knows at, what they're doing. Know, knows what they're doing. Right, you know, right. like everyone's just floating through. I, you know, it's kind of a. It, I, yeah, it, I get it's, it. It's weird. It's tough, but um. So I will read the email. This one's about a little bit more of a serious, depressive issue, but um, I want we definitely want your take as someone who's dealt with this kind what, of thing. And before we get into this email, because uh, what what would you? Because we there's so many people dealing with depression and anxiety. How, what would be kind of like, I know this is, you don't want to be blanket advice, but like to those people and they're trying to date, how would you tell, like, is there anything to like, is there any like things they should be thinking about or? In terms of dating or in general? Just in, just in dating terms, I guess in general too, but like, because there's Can a lot of- Can you date while you're like feeling like you're kind of depressed or- I don't think um, it's an ideal time to be if you're not if you feel like your self-esteem is going to be in the hands of these people that you're meeting on Tinder or how many likes you get on Instagram mm-hmm. by guys that you're interested in. It's not a great time to really be doing that. I think it makes sense to just focus on your friends and your work and, you know, maybe right. 
going to therapy and just the best it's cheesy you know like you can't love someone else until you love yourself but it really is kind of true because Mm -hmm. then all your self-esteem is in that other person's hands and you don't make good choices in your relationship you you take abuse that you shouldn't take or you you're at the whim of like your emotions are affected by like did he text me or did he not or any of that and i'm not saying not you know obviously there are many people listening to this that are going that are not their best selves that want to date and that's fine. Sure. Um, but I do think seeking therapy while you're trying to do that to just be aware of yourself as you're making moves in these relationships or as you're just having self-talk, which is super important. That's probably the answer to your question is like being aware of how you talk to yourself. A little bit. Yeah. I guess separating the two, like I it's, it's because they get so intertwined. Like it, it like, and I could understand that someone could have anxiety and then, they start dating someone and they're like, and they're feeling it a lot. And they're like, they're not sure if it's the person or if it's something that they're dealing with. They're self-diagnosing. I think that people do it. We're super aware. You can just Google mm-hmm. right now. Well, I feel this. And it's like, now, now I have this. Right. So that's happening a lot. I, it, it's very difficult. I think like there's a lot of emotional stuff. It's stuff like I just, just knowing from like this podcast is sp- sp- specifically, it's just like people are going through like a lot of this stuff at once. Yeah. And that's really hard. It can feel know. overwhelming. Yeah. It's, it's also a- like fixing, like, you know, when they're like, you're going to fix your rat issue with a cat issue. It's like a lot of people are like trying to fix their, you know, their, their right, ang- right, anxious right, issues right. with a boy issue or right. a girl issue, you know? Right. And it's like, that's a, that's a tougher one to. Right. You're, you're anxious about being single. You don't like it. You want to meet someone and then you meet someone and now you're analyzing every text that he sends. And yeah. so you're just transferring your anxiety, which is a reason why it's good to just feel good about yourself mm-hmm. before you go in. Then you can nip it in the bud within two weeks if that person's not making right. you feel good. And you're like, all right, next. You do better on the dating scene because you're like, Again, like more, you have the tools. Yeah, you don't, confident. You're not as like right needy or whatever. Um, all right, should I read the email? Yeah, let's do it. Sorry to keep. Uh, I, I just think it's so interesting. There's like because we talk out of our ass so much. Or <laughs> I do. I, I'll speak for myself. Uh, I I have no yeah. professional. Yeah, I don't with either, whatsoever. Cool. So well, I'm happy to help. We're just we're just dating and relationship enthusiasts. Yeah. But now we have a, a real expert. <laughs> enthusiasts. Enthusiasts. <laughs> right. Don't tell your boyfriend and girlfriend that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey guys, I just want to say thanks for being my go-to for all the millennial advice a girl could ask for. You crack me up and it's scary how much I relate to a lot of the things you talk about. I went on a first date recently with a guy from Hinge who commented on some scars on my wrist. Basically, I went through some things as a teenager and have a permanent consequence from a temporary solution. I have burn scars on both my wrists and don't try to necessarily hide them, but have definitely consciously chosen to wear sleeve shirts on first dates. My question is, how do you think people should approach this? I've been around people who do not try to hide staring at them, but never ask. So it's not a typical conversation I have. However, this is the second time I've been on a date and a guy has commented on them, almost waiting for an explanation as if they deserve it. I usually I'll lie and say it was a cooking accident or my dog scratched me, but I'm a terrible liar and I usually give myself away. Sometimes I say everyone has a story, but I think that makes me sound like a serial killer. Any <laughs> j- <laughs> Yes, it does. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone has a story. I'll have a Pinot Noir. <laughs> right. Like- well, it's like imagine you walked in with like a, a like a black eye and yeah. said that. You'd be like, someone would be like, well, let's hear yours. Um, <laughs> what happened to your eye? Everyone has a story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a- 
<laughs> so vague <laughs> to, to make light of a serious yeah. question any uh general responses you think would work in the dating world how do you think mental health should be approached in dating i obviously want to show my positive side and come off happy and confident especially on a first date when you're showing the best version of yourself but depression and anxiety are a part of my past and present that will obviously come into play when in a relationship and being personal with someone just thought this would be something others might be going through in the age of self-help and wellness uh, thanks, guys. Love the show. Signed, scarred but smiling. She wrote hella cheesy, but wanted a cool sign-off name, like I've heard before. She, I, I like this emailer because she's. It does seem like she has taken the steps. Like even just reading this right. email, it feels like kind of what you're saying. Like, hey, let's take care of myself. You know, let's go to therapy, figure this out. It, it feels like the. I don't. I, you know. I'm only going from yeah. an email, but it feels like she's aware. Yeah, there's some introspection mm-hmm. there in terms of like, this is an issue. How do I handle it? How, mm-hmm. What's going to feel good for me versus right. what what's going to get the guy or get people to like me? There's a, she's at least questioning that, which is yeah. right, which I don't think is is like necessarily like insecure to be like, how do I deal with this thing that isn't necessarily typical um, that I don't want to scare people away of way from but i don't necessarily want to be like hiding who i am it's like a very tough question i think there's a lot there's a lot of different things besides terrorist particular situation that this could be um that people talk about this kind of thing with you know like we've, we've heard like oh i'm on i have anxiety how do i tell the person i was depressed i was here i had a bad past i had a you know what i mean like i got into trouble i went to rehab things like that right um so how do you suggest well, I, th- I don't think the first date is probably the best time to have that conversation. So mm-hmm. I think if someone's asking about that on the first date, I think it would probably be okay to just say, hey, I'm not really ready to talk about that yet. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing, which I think is what might almost make the other person embarrassed that they even asked that asked. question. Well, yeah, that's kind of like the one thing I saw in her email that I was like, is is a little bit of like to me, like. Um, however, this is the second time I've been on a date and a guy commented on them, almost waiting for an explanation as if they deserve it. I do think it's normal to go, oh, are you okay? I see a, you know, like what has, but a scar. I mean, it's one thing if it's like a big bloody open thing that just (laughs) happened, but a scar is sort of like, okay, that I would wait, you know, I, I, so the caveat first date, I don't think is a great time to talk about it, but I think by like third date it might be something maybe not if they haven't noticed the scars but maybe to bring up you know you start talking about your past you start talking about your issues and more intimate i think at that point it's probably a good time because either they like you and they're not going to care or Mm -hmm. they like you and they care and it bothers them which is not going to be a good recipe for you anyway because you want someone that's going to be understanding and not going to be judgmental so i think and you don't want to wait till you're like in love with this person and you're going to be devastated if this is a problem for them. So I think within the first few days, but first date, I don't, I think for someone to ask about a scar on your body on date one is a little bit um, intrusive. Right. I can agree. Unless it's like, like you said, like a, like if something that looks like fresh, like it just happened, they have a bandage. If someone came with like a broken arm, I'd be like, Oh, what happened? Yeah, of course there. If it was some, I mean, but yeah, I agree. I think third date is actually great advice because it seemed it, like you said, like if but if on the third date he's like, okay, it's like a little too much for me to handle. I don't think I'm gonna do this. You haven't really wasted that much of your right. time either. It's like you've gone out, you spent a few hours with this person, and like it sucks, but 
you'll you'll live and you'll move on more than if you bring it up six months in let's say and you're like in a relationship and you're much more emotionally invested it's tougher time to find out you know things about someone that you might have been a deal breaker yeah i think also like look at the that's the positive way to look at it you know like Mm -hmm. you you are who you are this this happened this is a part of your life exactly um the person across from you you're gonna like and not like the way they respond to it that's up to you like like we talk about like women right in like well he didn't pay for the first date to some women that might not matter at all it matters to you that's okay right you know like this guy on the first date is like whoa what the fuck is up with your arm you're like okay that person you didn't like the taste of that right (laughs) like it's okay to go yeah this probably isn't the match don't work through with the guy who doesn't know how to be empathetic to someone else's or you know casually ignore like some people want to be with someone who's like walks in the room and goes what stinks in here right you know right right, right. some people want that in their lives and because they're like i'm not the type of person but i love a person who can speak up another person would be like i hate when someone walks in a room and goes what stinks in here right right it's funny how first date is just like one giant test yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know you bring up a good point about being able to say it's just not a good match Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of times and that's where the whole like i'm confident in myself thing comes because Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out or they say hey that's a bit much for me to handle. You're in an okay place where you can just say, it's not that I'm damaged. It's not that I'm never going to find anyone. You, you catch yourself mm-hmm. in that self-talk of like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I'm never going to meet anyone and just say, it wasn't a good match. I mean, I, I mean, this that is, is your th- thing. Yeah. Th- this is my thing, but also th- not to like, this problem is a way bigger issue that I'm about to bring up. Mm-hmm. But like, I do The Bachelor. Um, I yell at The Bachelor on Instagram every Monday. Okay. <laughs> and then I put up on my feed... Like the highlights. And this woman commented, um, the comment was like, I think he's so annoying, but this is funny. That was her comment about me. Oh, about you. No, no, just writing like, like someone tagged her and then she responded, he... I think he's a douche or something like that. Just like, totally just like, he's annoying, but this was funny. Right. And so then I went and blocked the person. Right. I was like, no, we're not a match. Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. Like, you don't make me feel good. You don't make me feel right. good. You're not even enjoying this in the way I put it out there to be right. enjoyed. And right. guess what? You got. You're not gonna be annoyed anymore. Right. You know. You're, right. not, gonna, you're not gonna have to win, deal win. with my loud fucking right. voice. Right. And in some ways, that's better. I feel like my reaction to that would just kind of be like, oh, like see it and like let it go or pretend it doesn't bother me but in some ways now that i think about it your reaction is almost better because you're like it's almost more vulnerable your reaction is like yeah this hurt my feelings i don't want to see you anymore get right. out of my party <laughs> i threw a party you're complaining about the music right, right. well you're, which time is why to go. You, you can probably end things a lot easier than me whereas for me i'm like oh i'll just pretend this doesn't bother me and i'll like power through it right um and then who suffers more me or you probably yeah. like me because i'm being less vulnerable by pretending it's okay and your way is like you don't make me feel good i'm out yeah and and i think that it's you know same to say obviously much smaller issue but like for this woman who's like yeah the guy fucking thinks he deserves i don't think he think where i disagree with her is that i don't think he's sitting there being like where's my answer about your scar right but no one can tell her how to feel like if that's the way it made you feel then yeah he's not this is two puzzle pieces. Yeah, maybe you want together. someone who's a little more thoughtful and sensitive in terms of how they're going to approach someone about a potentially sensitive issue. Mm-hmm. And this guy, if he's calling you out in the middle of your first date, he's probably not the right guy. Yeah. 
I agree. All right. You want to play some games? Let's play some games. So I'm I'm gonna say these are red flag or dip breakers. You know how how it works. Yeah. But um, so how would you advise a patient on these? Oh, interesting. Okay. Would you advise them on? Would you buy them? Advise them to like leave or to like let it go? Okay. I think that's a more interesting take yeah. here, especially since you've been out in the dating game for a bit. Right. Right. <laughs> but also, like you know. The problem with red flag deal breaker is it's totally against everything we just kind of talk about. <laughs> right. you know, this right. game is like, well, that one thing, get the fuck out of right. there. It's fun to talk about it. But I just the way, you know, when you were talking about like, you know, give and take and this right. whole thing, yeah. it's like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. Right. You know, this is why like, you do it. Get right. the fuck out, loser. Right. You know, right. Like, right. So, but we, we, we're here to have fun. Well, the, yeah. Well, these are more like, what would you, we're going to call this. Advise the patient to to uh, to go out again, or uh, or, or to end it. Or how would you advise the patient to take care of this in their lives? Right. Sure. Like, Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do it. All right. Um, they wait over twenty four hours to text you or text you back after the first time you sleep together. Okay. So I the way I would think about this, I'll, I'll go first. I, okay. So if I slept with someone. For the first time, I personally always would send a text like, hey, I had a great time last night. Uh, and then so I'm putting myself in the shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't get a text back for 24 hours. Yeah, right. I would be like, I would be annoyed and I would be like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? Right. Like, well, that's what we would. That's what I would think, too, if, if I didn't get a text or I texted and also didn't get a response. And if the response was. Hey, it's been such a crazy day. I had a great time too. Then I would be fine, be better. You would be okay. With I'd be okay. Then it'd with be it. just a. Would it it's, be a red flag? It's or? a red flag. Okay. The, 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 it's the type. If it, the if there's like 24 hours later, the response is, uh, cool. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> all right, that's a deal breaker. Right. It's, it kind of depends on the response at right. that 24 hours. If it's like, if there's some sort of explanation that comes first, I'm cool with it. If it's just K. Not right. Out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think if you're answering this question within that 24 hour period, like the person's in front of you in that 20, like I, it's on the 23rd hour that they haven't received a response. Right. I would, I don't know about deal breaker because, like you said, maybe they come back and they give some reason. But right. I, some- I, I thought I was going to be more red flagging most of these, but my instinct is sort of deal breaker on right. that one. Just out of the sense, the missing sensitivity chip of, I just you know right. Just you want a, someone who's like gonna think about how think that about, would affect you, right? That that you part wouldn't of, hear from. You're them. in their so, thought process. If someone came to you and was like, "Hey, I slept with this guy last night. He still hasn't texted me back." What do well, I, I don't get so caveat. I don't give advice. So if someone comes in and they're like, "Should I break up with this guy?" Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't answer that question. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm not in the business because right. I can't control your I'm, life. Yeah. I can yeah. just ask you the questions that might help you figure out that. Like, so, okay, okay. so how does this making you feel? You know, right. <laughs> oh, this makes me feel really shitty. Okay, yeah. well, you know, I, Cheap. I, I might say, you know, wait till tomorrow. And then if, like you said, if the answer feels better the next day, then maybe it's, it's okay. But, you know, so I don't, I don't give that type of advice. Okay. Um, when people come in, I don't really, it, you know, that's a lot of responsibility. Mm, you know, right. that could be their soulmate, and I yeah, just told them to them. dead them. Yeah. You know, so I don't. <laughs> that's our job. <laughs> right. Um. So I'm. 
within that time period, I'm leaning towards um, deal breaker just because think about that girl and, and have some thought that right. she might be waiting for, especially, I mean, it's one or thing. Or guy. Or guy. That's true. <laughs> um, that, that, you know, especially if they've texted first, which is sort of vulnerable right. you know put yourself out there right and what does that mean for like future things if like this is like sort of like how they're setting the standard for like how they're thinking about the way that you feel and that's another thing pertaining to match you know some people match in the sense that like they don't need to be texting all day every day with their significant mm. other mm-hmm. like some people are kind of like hey good morning good night or even if you're first starting to date, they're happy to text every couple of days. And some people are sort of like, no, I feel like I need to connect a little bit more frequently. So that's a match issue, too. Like yeah. you right. might say, hey, this guy doesn't seem like a texture. And that's something that makes me feel connected. So this probably isn't going to work for me. It's a good answer. Jordana, what would you do? Red flag deal breaker. Um, I'd like to say deal breaker from like where I am now in my life and how much I've learned about dating. Um, but I think when I was like 22 or 24 and the guy texted like the next day and then he like said something sort of relatively enthusiastic, I think I'd be okay with it. But like, I feel like I wish, I wish that my 24 year old self would have been like, like you said, in that like comp self-confidence and I'm sure of myself kind of way would have been like, all right, forget this guy. Well, there's no way. I mean, if I'm if if a listener is out there going through this, I'm not waiting 24 hours. If I'm like, hey, I had a great time last right. night, especially if you're a guy, and it's right. been right. 10 yeah. hours since the great time last night. Right. My next text would be, um, "Are you still orgasming from last <laughs> night? Right. Hey, just wondering, are you right. so are you so overtaken by my amazing body and lovemaking skills that you couldn't answer me? You're double like, texting, I'm right? Double, yeah. I'm right. double, right. triple, right. quadruple. Right. I'm making sure that we're cool. Yeah. Right? And like, like we said, that's like sort of a confidence thing. And I think now I would be more likely to do that. But back in the back in yeah. back in my earlier dating days, I probably would have let this go. Which is kind of the cool thing about this show too is like the different stages. Like mm-hmm. the, the answer is not always the same. Totally. You know, based on where you are in your dating life. Okay. Let's do another. Oh, cool. Yeah. I like that question, actually. Yeah. I'm glad we did that. There we go. Same. We got two more to go. They'll only sleep in their own bed. They'll only sleep in their own bed. So you're dating and they're like, I'm not staying at your place. Like, I need to wake up in my own bed. All right. I feel like that's red flag and then maybe we can talk it out. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's an option, but I don't know if that's deal breaker off the bat. I feel like you would do that. Oh, I... I was big time on this bus. Um, oh, explain. I hated, uh, to me, I hated sleeping out on a Sunday night. Like, to me, like, that's the time, like, my, especially when working, like, Monday, you're starting your week, mm-hmm. you're like, this is my refresh, this is when I get to, like, re-, you know, I'm a big, like, m- new Monday, new me type of person where it's like, okay, this week's going to be different. I know people shit on that, but at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of what gets me re-energized for a week. Yeah. And if sleep, and I always used to think like the Sunday night sleeper because a lot of people would be like, what happened a lot, I think what happens with a lot of guys is you're put in this position of sleep over or you don't like me. Right. Yeah, and, definitely. And I hated <laughs> that position. And I have that still in my relationship where I'm like, no, tomorrow's a day well, I have. I got to be at this at eight, this at 11, this at two. This sleep tonight that won't be that great 
especially a Sunday, you're full of all the gas from the weekend. Mm -hmm. You've eaten like crap. You've gone from healthy eating during the week to unhealthy eating during the weekend. Now all you want to do is just fill up the sheets with all your farts. And you're sitting there with a woman you just basically met. And you're like, I just want to fucking wake up and be able to shower and feel like a normal person on Monday. And it was always used against you, especially in these like, what are we, what are you type of relationships where it was always like, well, if you don't sleep over, then that must mean that was always kind of converted into you don't like me enough to sleep over. I would think that. And that was never what it it was. I think I would think that because it's almost like, in that, especially in that early phase, you're like, oh, like you, we want, like we want to hang out with, like you're trying to get away from me. Like it seems like we're trying sure. to, you're trying to hang out with the other person like all the time. And I feel like uh, that would go through my head. Like, is he trying to just like, is he like over it? Is he like over this? Is he trying to like get <laughs> right. to his own but area to me, that's, that, away that, distance? That, but that's back to kind of like the separation between is this your problem or the couple problem? Right. right. Well, I, again, I think communication and you it, instead of, you know, what, what may have happened is you get defensive and you're like, Hey, I just want to do my thing and I, I have yeah. to I have to work tomorrow and I have four meetings and then it becomes like this bickering sort of thing mm-hmm. like we talked about more of stepping back and saying like, okay, how can I, you know, I can understand why you would feel that maybe I don't want to be with you, but I love being Communicating with you. And like, right. You know, I really, you know, I had such a good time over the weekend. I just need to recharge and I can't wait to see you on Tuesday night and, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a dinner reservation or whatever. So to kind of. But what happens is you probably got pissed and probably felt like they were trying to control you or felt got that sure. fear of like, oh, God, now I'm going to have to have my whole routine upturned by answer this, to this girl. Person, and right. So then you get defensive and you're not in the mood to say, but I, I really love hanging out with you. And But something you said is very interesting. It does put a lot of people in the position of like making promises, writing checks they can't cash. So they do like the thing where they're like, well, Sunday's no good for me because I got to go home and I got to wake up. But this week... Tuesday night and then you get to Tuesday and you're like man I'm not even back yet right and, and then you're but like and then you're you canceling yeah. Tuesday if you're canceling Tuesday mm-hmm. my thought is like you're not you, don't, that you also like really don't want to see me that much like if I'm really into a guy like I'm right. not canceling I'm not like but doing it, two no sleep overnights I'm doing like maybe one one I or one with an explanation but I'm sure. like or maybe that's a match thing where I'm like, I want to like spend more time, spend more time. I want to wake up next to the person that I'm dating. It makes me feel close to them. And like, maybe that's a match thing. Yeah. But for me, if you did the Tuesday thing, that would annoy me too. Yeah. 100%. Like to I've been just, I know I've done that. There's no question <laughs> where I'm like, I got to get out of this Sunday sleep. So book. what happens on the Tuesday? Then you just, you're not, but then you're like, ah, man, I haven't drank Monday. I'm, I'm feeling this no drinking thing. It's again, like, it's kind of like a sad thing of like, you're, you're refreshing yourself to feel better on the weekend. You know? So it's like, you know, if you've spent a weekend going out and having a great time and doing what what people in their twenties do, and then you get to Sunday, you're like, I got to fucking get it back together. Like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I'm going. I've just eaten like shit. I need to have Sunday, Monday, and then it's Tuesday. And you're like, Man, I if I can get one more day in where I feel better and not sleep at someone's house, and then it's like, well, why don't we do Thursday? Then you get to Thursday, and it's like, well, you've already canceled twice, so you must not like me, right? And it's like, well, no, I like you. I like you Thursday to but you sun- like, Saturday. It's like I like you casual enough to be on my own schedule. I don't like you enough to like think about like like in your scenario that you're saying. It's like I like you, mm. but I'm not gonna like change anything about what I want to do because I like you. Fair. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. true. Like I was going to ask you if that if you if you in, think back to when you had that experience if that was with a girl you were crazy about or if that was with a girl you just kind of wanted to keep around. Mm. 
I guess I wasn't trying too hard to keep them around. But at the same time, like, I... I guess it just wasn't a fit. I, I it was your celebrity crush. I feel I, like you'd be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There's a, there's plenty of times I look back. I think this is also like goes to like the new age of disposability, you know, where you're like, okay, well I, I, I think I was liking these people. I don't think I was like, Oh, I better keep her around because you know, like uh, I got a penis and I got to figure this shit out. Like it wasn't like that. It was more like, yeah, if we if she doesn't like what's going on at this party, there'll be another person, right? That might or probably will. I think that's like probably the problem with dating apps. You're like you're you're like got your hand on the on the holster, right? Just ready to pull the trigger on a new you know a new swipe, right? That's why it's that's so true. hard in in big cities. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Too many options. Last one. They're on parole for a white collar crime. Hmm. <laughs> A white collar crime. So they're like a little tax evasion or something. Like a tax of it. To me, kind of hot. <laughs> okay. Not going to lie. You know, just he's like, like, I have so many clinical thoughts. Just, on your just like, the, like you're a woman who went to jail. Right. Like you're doing shit under the table. Like what else are you willing to do? What, under yeah, the table. There's a whole mess Pandora's box <laughs> of crazy that I'm like, like you're not like you know just like right. i'm just saying if it, for me if it's a woman doing this stuff you're i'm like it. whoa you are cooler than me right. like i say badass. i say red flag as a person who believes in change and right. you know that it would, people it, make mistakes and, it would depend on like how they were talking about their right. situation they're I like think. i can't wait to get off parole and like, <laughs> <laughs> i got a new deal coming up right, right. yeah white collar crime people forms. are usually like you know they're just using their smarts in the wrong way right you know like right. they're usually hustler you know like to me that's like the like i'm like you got you go, you're a hard worker. You know? right. like, it doesn't sound like an impulsivity issue. So that's you can channel. You're right. It's not like a. It's not like a. They're murdered someone or yeah, something. Right. That's a. Well, that's what they say at the at the yeah, trial. I right. think it'd be yeah. It's right. like I murdered someone. The red flag or deal breaker would be like how they if they felt bad about it if they yeah. were, like they were on a newer path. I've been watching a lot of Real Housewives of New Jersey, so I'm this is where <laughs> I, I thought of that one. <laughs> that's where you get all your white collar crime info. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but thank you so much for coming on. This was so much yeah, fun. This was really fun. I would, uh, I would definitely love to do this anytime. And we gotta have you as our our a resident, our, our resident. You yeah, know, I'm down. Serious issue. Maybe we can call serious you issue up. girl. I'll, yeah, I'll be the our crisis management team. Yes, yes that's All what right. we need because uh, you know sometimes with those you know especially with this one such a it makes it easier to talk about a serious subject knowing you're here to be like. At any time you can go, hey, yeah, right. that was a stupid thing to say, right. you know, like because there's a lot of times where we get these emails and it feels like we're taking we're talking two steps forward, three steps back. Right. Well, for a comedy show, you guys are you handle it pretty well, I have to say. I mean, right. it, you, a lot of comics just kind of let loose. So you guys are funny and you also, you know, are sensitive enough that these are real people with real issues. You know? Thank you. We try. Thank you. All right. And if you would like to book your own session with Dr. Bernstein, um, Go to NaomiBernstein.com and you can get all of her information, right? N-A-O-M-I-B-E-R-N-S-T-E-I-N.com. Do you take a phone call? Do you ever do that? I do FaceTime. FaceTime? Yeah. So anywhere all over the country they can... Well, I can't I, I can't really do out of New York. Okay. Um, because that's where my license is. But um, if you live in New York and 
I'm in Limbrook, Long Island. So if you're in Long Island, that would be great. But if you're in the city or anywhere else in New York State, we can definitely do uh, FaceTime sessions or... When you have couples, is it usually the woman bringing the guy? No, not no. necessarily. Okay. It's whoever like is that. just can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's the most desperate for a referee. <laughs> I just imagine a guy hold like dragging his wife in your office going, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Bernstein, please. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, it's not. I get it's really both people that just sort of like, all right, this means a lot to me, but we, we can't fix this on our own. So. I like that. I think yeah. I think initiating couples therapy is a nice move. Yeah. Anyway, and even if you're if you're living together or you're just dating, it's not just for married couples. It really is helpful so you can save yourself years of your life and figure out either I want to be happy here or I just want to yeah. be done. I just imagine me presenting being like, "Hey, I think we should to my girlfriend, "Hey, we should do couples therapy." Uh, Jordana thought it was a nice move. <laughs> why i think we're fine well jordana said it would not it was nice i, I thought it'd be romantic but i took you <laughs> i think it would be Happy romantic Valentine's i Day. think it'd be super romantic to be taken to couples therapy for me also, you know what i mean i feel like as a woman i'm just constantly trying to get um like my boyfriend to like speak more about his emotions right. I and mean, a lot of men are like mm. more hesitant not all men obviously but a lot of men are like they're not used to just like talking freely about how they think about things and like for me, that's the most exciting part. Not necessarily even about an issue. It's more like open them up. Right. <laughs> like, and just one more caveat for yeah. all you couples out there. You know, it's better to do it. Like even if you're okay, like if you guys are happy, generally happy, but you have a couple issues, it's really better to do it before those issues turn into bigger issues. Like right. you just start to get annoyed. You pull away. You go out with your friends more. She's not, you know, she doesn't want to have sex anymore or whatever these issues that come mm. up. And now they kind of snowball. And now right. here you are coming into me with like a potential cheating thing because she doesn't want to have sex because you weren't nice and now you've done some. So now you come in and it's much harder to fix once you're right. Like anything like cancer, like stage one versus stage four. It's like much harder to manage once if you let it get there. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, all right. Good. Naomi Bernstein dot com. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was great. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.